Sir Owen Tene. Shocking and traumatic. That's the police commissioner's description of the Auckland CBD shootings. Three people are dead, including the gunman. Several are seriously injured, among them a police officer who was due to have surgery today. Here's what we know. A 24-year-old who had worked at the central Auckland construction site returned there early this morning with a pump-action shotgun and opened fire as he made his way through the building. RNZ understands the shooter is Matutangi Matua Reed. At 7.22, multiple 111 calls came in. 11 minutes later, the first police were on the scene at 1 Queen Street. Two Two people were already dead on the lower levels of the building and workers at the site were forced to hide. Some could be seen huddling on the open top floor. Terrified commuters scattered for cover. Police have confirmed the shooter was serving a home detention sentence but was allowed to go to the work site. Uh, All on the day where international eyes were on Auckland for the FIFA World Cup tournament opening. Reporter Louise Tanuth and Marika Habazi have the story. Central Auckland, morning rush hour. Gunshots, workers fleeing their offices. The offender was armed with a pump-action shotgun. He moved through the building site, discharging the firearm as he went. The shooter walked right by this construction worker carrying a shotgun which looked to be about 40 centimetres long. We then hid behind a pole. It was very scary and very dramatic. It was so close to us. I felt scared. CBD worker Kate Gregan was on her way to the office this morning just moments before the incident. As soon as I got a little bit closer to where uh, the incident happened, um, the cops just said, do not go any further, don't move. And then probably about a minute later, I heard two big bangs and I thought, surely that's not a gunshot, surely it can't be. And then probably another 30 seconds later, it was just bang, 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 bang. The police eagle helicopter flying through the CBD, terrified people running, armed police in the city. Police just started screaming. They said, run, hide behind something solid, get out of the way. Uh, Another cop was saying, you know, you don't want to get shot, get away from here now. Uh, And kind of a massive crowd of us just kind of didn't know where to go really. We just started moving across the road trying to get out of uh, the area that we were in. Erin Sokolowski was also in the area at the time, on her way to work. It was about seven or nine gunshots just rang out, and I think we were on the other side, but because it was empty, the square was empty, they were so loud, and no one could see where it was coming from. No one could tell what was going on, and we just all scattered, essentially. She then hid behind a wall and messaged her best friend about what was happening. Police Commissioner Andrew Costa says after firing several shots, the man barricaded himself in an elevator shaft. The offender fired at police, injuring an officer. Shots were exchanged and the offender was later found deceased. Tragically, police located two members of the public deceased on the lower levels of the building site. Workers from nearby buildings went into lockdown, later escorted out by police with blankets around them. Uh, We were in the PwC building um, this morning and we were told to lock down until, uh, I believe it was maybe the police or SWAT team came in and um, evacuated us to the ferry terminal. It's shaken up, but yeah, 
we're okay. This has been a shocking and traumatic event for those people who came to work and found themselves in the middle of an armed emergency. Thankfully, many people were able to escape the building, but I know that for those who hid or remained trapped, this was a terrifying experience. Terrifying too for those working at the site where the shooting took place. Forced to hide to escape the shooting, some ran upstairs to the roof of the multi-storey building where they waited for hours to be given the all clear to come back down to the ground. The commissioner says the shooter was wearing an ankle bracelet and had worked at that construction site. I can confirm that the offender is the subject of a sentence of home detention. Uh, however, he had an exemption to work at the site and so there's no indication at this stage of a breach of those conditions. Among the injured is a police officer who was seen walking to an ambulance holding his t-shirt to his bloodied face. The Prime Minister, who's also the former police minister, was visibly upset about what officers had to confront this morning. I know from my, uh, from my work with them as Minister of Police that when these things happen, the entire blue whanau feel this. And so um, in any incident like this where police are in harm's way and where any police uh, may have been injured, um, obviously that is a huge concern and that is something that um, I think all New Zealanders will feel. All this was happening on what should have been a day of celebration as the Football World Cup gets underway at Eden Park this evening. Clearly with the FIFA World Cup kicking off this evening there are a lot of eyes on Auckland. The government's spoken to FIFA organisers this morning and the tournament will proceed as planned. I want to reiterate that there is no wider national security threat. The tragic events on the doorstep for some of the tournament teams. Norway women's football team are staying here at the M Social Hotel on Key Street, which at the moment is within the police cordon. And at this stage, their match this evening against New Zealand's football ferns is still going ahead, and the team are reportedly safe and well. These US tourists were shocked at what they were confronted with in downtown Auckland. Didn't expect this this morning when we walked down. Something we expected at home, but not here. A shocking morning in the heart of our biggest city. And if you were listening to that report from Louise Tanuth on radio, the video version will be on our webpage. And we've just had a statement from Corrections saying that Matu Reid was required to stay at home and was electronically monitored 24-7. However, he had permission to travel to his place of employment, including at the time the incident occurred this morning. He had completed an alcohol and other drug program, had returned negative drug tests twice during his sentence, and was engaged in a non-violence programme. He was required to report in to his probation officer twice every 10 days. He had last reported in just yesterday. Louise Tanuth joins us now from downtown Auckland. Louise, what is it looking like there now? Well, Lisa, the cordons have been lifted down in the city centre today but there are still plenty of police presence in the area with plenty of vehicles and officers monitoring the area but still far from bustling though here in downtown Auckland there are several people sort of milling about but it's still far from bustling at what would usually be peak rush hour but traffic has picked up. Now we're down here at the cloud where there's a big police presence but of course the event that was due to take place here is no longer going ahead this evening. Yes, Louise, and, and I mean, that has opened close to the fan zone. Um, what is actually happening there? 
That's right. So the FIFA fan zone is here down at Queen's Wharf at the Cloud, which is just a few blocks away from where that shooting did take place. And they have made the decision this evening to, to not be screening the match here tonight just because of their condolences for the shooting that took place this morning. They have made the decision that the opening match won't be screened. Uh, but of course they, they have put out the message that they will be opening tomorrow from midday so people can still come down and watch those three matches here at the Cloud on Queen's Wharf. And of course we've still got tonight's match which is set to take place from 7pm at Eden Park and just coming down before we saw the van with Norway set heading off to the park so that's still very exciting and Auckland Transport has confirmed that all services will be running tonight as scheduled for the event. Thank you for the update, Louise. That is our reporter, Louise Tanuth, uh, live from downtown Auckland. It is 18 minutes after five. Kiamo Tonimai, do stay with us. You're listening to Checkpoint on 